Yo, Nina, what up, fam? Man, big bro, I missed you, man. It's been a it's been a couple weeks since we checked in. I didn't realize how much I be needing these. Man, it's it's been a it's been beautiful. We you know what I mean we haven't missed each other for like bad reasons, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that season of like people coming back outside, right? And and everybody being cooped up. And you know, one of the things that it's it's been you know a couple silver linings connected to everybody being cooped up. One of those silver linings is if you are a man with kids and you buy their clothing, you haven't had to buy clothes damn near all pandemic. If you were buying clothes during the pandemic, it's because you wanted to buy clothes. It wasn't because you need to buy clothes, right, fam? Like, your kids are basically, most folks' kids are going to school in pajamas. If not pajamas, they're going to school in, like, workout clothes. Little t-shirt, little, you know, little shorts, jump on the Zoom. Like, it's like, it's real easy. They jump in the Google Classroom with a T-shirt and some shorts on. That's it. Until a year and a half into the pandemic, and you realize your son ain't got no pants that fit. Your big boy ain't got no shoes that fit no more. And, you, you know, for two weekends straight, you on, you know, daddy got to go shopping mode. So, you know, and then, the, you know, world is not fully opened up, even though we want to play like it is. And you go by your stores that normally would have the, the heat for your kids. They looking hella light. They ain't really got much. So, you know, mm-hmm. it was, I, I was on a hunt. So, you know, I mean, I hunt, last Sunday I was doing the hunt, getting the kids right for, uh, for you know, the year to come and the summer to come. They really only have like six more. Well, I think it was like 12 weeks left maybe, not even, because it's May, right, May, June. So we got maybe like eight weeks left of school. So it's not really school closed because they're still, the, still Googling and, and still doing the remote learning. It's really like when we get out in these in the world clothes, you need something to wear this summer. So that's what we was on. I know you was you was out of town a little bit. Uh, how was your trip? Man, Seattle was different. And when I say different, I felt like coming from the crib to Austin, Texas, I was like, oh yeah, this different. But that different in Seattle was a whole nother level, man. Like, um, first of all, it's beautiful out there. Um, some of the, that's probably the best air I've ever tasted. Like, got off the plane, like, oh, this different. Like, what's this? You know what I'm saying? He's, oh, like, no. he's like, where is yeah, the small You know what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, man, so it, it was different. Um, it's going to take some getting used to. Um, even though it, it's not my normal vibe, mm-hmm. or it's not where I saw myself going, just being there, I felt like, Two things, right? I feel like I'm exactly where I needed to be, right? Like right. I, I'm in a with, with the big homie. Again, for those who don't know, uh, I refer to God as the big homie. I don't think God is a man or a woman. So it's the big homie for me, right? Indeed. And then two, I felt safe. Like for the first time as a black man in America, I felt safe. And I'm still trying to wrap my brain around that. Because at the same time, I'm in this quote-unquote progressive-ass city, and I got white women clutching their purses they walking across from me downtown. That ain't never happened to me, right? That ain't never happened at the crib. That ain't never, like, never. But I'm in this area that's supposed to be the, one of the most progressive cities in the country, right? Like, they shut down a police station last year because they were riding for black lives and telling us we matter. But at the same time, I got people clutching their purses, 
I remember I was walking downtown in the middle of the night going to get some grub, and this old man must have clutched his wife so quick. It was like, what? I thought yeah. you got you gotta, you gotta remember, they only shut down like a, a neighborhood. That is shut down the whole city. So it was some people that was like, we wanna do this still our way, I'm sure. That's still moving around in that area. But I'm interested in hearing more about that safety thing. And I know we'll have time to have a conversation about that, that safety in the future. But I'm happy you had a good trip, man. Appreciation, appreciation. I'm glad we got to get back to this because, you know what I'm saying? As always, life keeps going and we have this space to process with one another. Yeah. So. Let's get to it, man. First question, man. Uh, how are you proud of yourself this week? What are you proud of from this week? Ooh, I'm proud of having a hard conversation, mm-hmm. even though it hurt. It hurt me. It hurt the individual that I was having the conversation with. But after, you know, in hindsight, as the dust has settled, um, I'm proud that I had that conversation because if I didn't, I think the long-term pain could have been way worse than you know, the little, the little sharp hits that we had to take a couple of days ago. That's that's growth, man. Especially, you know, uh, I don't know about you, but for me, you know, we've heard this before on the podcast. Some of those conversations we can tend to avoid, right? Just to say like, you know, I don't, want to, I don't want the smoke. I don't feel like dealing with the headache. And so the fact that you kind of like went head first, that's, that's definitely dope. Uh, I'm proud of you for having that conversation. But that individual, and I'm praying that uh, the healing, you know, be centered for both of y'all. That that it be a, a healing, that it be a conversation that pushes healing forth rather than harm, rather than being hurt by it. You know, so I'm hoping that's the the outcome. I receive that. Appreciate that. How about you, man? What are you proud of yourself? Yo, fam, I'm proud. You know, I complain, and that I be I be you know I be capping. I be complaining about being a dad, <laughs> but I'm proud of the relationship with me and my sons, man. Like you, like riding around with them, talking to them, uh, you know, boring them to death, listening to, uh, you know, in class with Carr, with Karen Hunter and uh, Dr. Greg Carr and having conversations with them. But just hearing how they process the world and hearing how they, you know, they're human beings, man, and they, they're good human beings. And, and uh, you know, I'll, I'll be proud of that for years to come. But this week, I've, I spent the last two weekends, you know, basically on the road with my boys we buying Mother's Day gifts and, you know, pulling up to jewelry stores and, and taking care of their moms and, you know, then taking them to get clothes. And so we've been on missions, been on our Secret Squirrel missions for the last two weeks to make sure the mothers in our lives feel uh, appreciated and loved. And I got to, you know, ride with them and they get to hear my point of view and I get to hear their points of view and just hearing the wisdom that they have for how they process the world. Uh, I appreciate it, man. I'm proud of that. That's real, man. Um, speaking of which, as you know, in this podcast, we appreciate our black women. Indeed, so happy belated Mother's Day to all the mothers, because by the time y'all hear this, Mother's Day would have passed, right? Yeah, you know, yeah. Happy Mother's Day to every mother. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone that stood in as a mother, uh, you know, that, that, that had children that you may not have birthed, but you have raised them as your own. Happy Mother's Day to you. And, you know, I, I want to send love and space and comfort as much comfort as, as we can muster as a collective to those folks that are grieving on Mother's Day, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, that's not something I've had to had to endure. So I don't tend to always think about the privilege it is that, you know, even if it's for a minute and a half, I get to call mm-hmm. my mom and say happy Mother's Day. And so mm-hmm. I want to send love to anybody who, who doesn't have that privilege um, and, and just remind us all that, you know, that I am because we are, that that, that family member that, 
has walked in, become an ancestor, that they are still with us, they're still ministering to us, they're still giving love and light. Uh, I lost my godmother in 2015, and that's a little bit, that was as close as I, you know, if I got to like having that rock of a mother pass away. Um, and I still had the privilege that even though someone I, I, that helped raise me that I referred to as my mother, she became an ancestor, I could still call my my, my mom mom, my biological mom. Whereas my God sisters, they didn't have that same privilege. And so I want to give love to anybody that's enduring that, that's thinking about moms that have passed away and, uh, you know, sending them a shout out, man. I guess that gets us to our, our second question, which is uh, what am I learning about this young healing journey this week? Yes. I'll jump out to the gate first. Um, I, I'm learning that it's okay for me, one, I'm, I'm learning the, the power of having folks that you can just talk things through. That you can have conversations with, with the things that are, uh, that are happening in your world and your life. But I'm also learning that it's okay for me to feel overwhelmed and feel nervous. Um, and, and, and as long as I'm processing that overwhelm and that nervous in a way that's healthy. And, and this week was one of those weeks. The last two weeks, honestly, have been nutso. Um, Major trainings, and it'll it'll be crazy for the next. It'll be crazy. Okay, let me watch my words. Aspirational. It will be uh, exhilarating for the next <laughs> twelve weeks at least, fam. Right. right? You speak that yeah, I'm, I'm gonna change my language. I don't want it to say crazy. It'll be exhilarating because we're moving into that time where we're doing tons of trainings. We're doing tons of coaching. We got the the youth institute happening. The work we're doing with one summer Chicago for the city. A lot of things are going, but I, I, I'm, I'm learning that it's okay for me to feel overwhelmed, that I have to plan for it, that I have to plan of how I can get support, and that, you know what I mean, what I need to, man, just curl up under my old lady and, and help her help me breathe. Like, this week was one of them weeks, why, boy, by the middle of the week, man, I had so much going on, I, I was shook. You know, I, I was shook. I had a lot to process. Um you know, Wednesday we had class, we had a training, we had class. I had, you know, I do a racial healing circle for my class because that was their final circle in, in uh, the class for city colleges. So it was just so much going on. And I didn't you know, mm-hmm. I even, I felt like I didn't have the capacity to continue on with mm-hmm. all the work that I had going on. Um, and then I think some of it was nerves because Thursday I got the opportunity to uh, do a training for, um, you know, organizers and, and leaders and community leaders from the crib, from, from East St. Louis mm-hmm. and St. Louis. And, you know, that's been a big thing for me is that, you know, I've done most of my work in my career around the country and, you know, in Chicago, but I hadn't had opportunity to do a ton of work at home. So that was my first time kind of like a native son or, you know what I mean, a, a, you know, hometown boy coming home and doing work at home. And so I think all of that, I was overwhelmed. So I had to have one of those moments where I just did a breathing exercise with my wife and got myself back in order. So I think it's I had to learn it's okay for me to feel overwhelmed, but I got to start planning and start getting the supports I need to mitigate that, you know what I mean, and, and, and not have that happen as often. Yeah, I think um, I love moments like that when I can when I can make the connection and see how, you know, God is teaching us in seasons, and we're all in the same season. It's like we're all in the same class. It just looks different, you know what yeah. I'm saying? But for yeah. me, it was definitely feeling overwhelmed in terms of um, work transition and the work is smooth, but it's like, man, I'm going to this new city. Um, 
So the interesting thing about Seattle is they hoods, not the hood, right? Like, like they they low income housing look like 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 new apartment complexes in Champagne to if I can give you if I like 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 a like capstone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but still, man. But even with that, one of the things I learned is like we we register it based on it's almost like we got like a like this trauma meter, and, and we be like, hey. This doesn't feel as traumatic as my traumatic experience. So there why, you know what I mean? But it's the same system Ew. of oppression that's, you know, because I guarantee them folks from Seattle will be like, yo, this is the hood. There is a, a level of uh, of danger here. <laughs> there is a level of energy. Like, so what's crazy is like, as my partner is telling me about all the different things that's going on, he was like, yo, gee, they be shooting on the highway. Like they'd be on the highway, see somebody and get the shooting at them. And I'm like, what? Like, yeah. And so in the hood. But it's trees. Yeah. It's grass. It's no littering. This air so clean. I said, well, out of school's trash. They're like, nah. I said, I there no resources. It's like, yo, it's an abundance of resources being thrown. And so I just had to wrap my brain around it. Cause you know, in my mind, like, you know, gee, he took me on Martin Luther King, right? And I yeah. said, oh, we don't MLK. So you know, if you're on MLK throughout America, it looked a particular type of way. So it had this, from what I was told, it has the same. MLK like behavior, but it didn't look like a you your, your MLK, your nationwide. He was on your side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that kind of threw me off, man. But um, so just just recognizing what that adjustment is gonna look like, the moving piece, right? Yeah. Like I hate moving, and so what's crazy is, um, I think I touched on this in previous podcasts. I would get cribs where I really didn't put furniture in there. Mm. Uh, it'd be nice. I, you know, I can make it do what it do, but in that way, in case any time I needed to get up and leave, it's nothing. I'm out. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like, you, you know, liking it to like the foster child or, the you know, the kid who's always just used to being shipped to the next, whatever. That's just kind of how it was. And so now I actually got here, made myself a home, which showed me that as men, we can make a home. Like we don't need a, a partner to do it for us. We can do it for ourselves. It's just a matter of kind of doing that self-discovery, right? But now that it's like, it feels like home and now I got to do it all over again, right? And yeah. it's creating this, this anxiety that I've never had before because for so long I was used to not having a home. So it was nothing, right? Um, and then realizing, you know, you said something that was critical, right? But you was like, man, you know, it's okay if I just want to go lay up under my old lady because I just need that right there. Mm-hmm. And so realizing how in that moment I wanted that and, you know, I desired that from somebody, but I had to take responsibility for the ways in which I've handled certain things typically in this space that led that individual to feel as though like I didn't need her in that way. You know what I'm saying? So I had to, so I had to look in the mirror and be like, damn, okay. And me trying to handle it this way is actually giving me the opposite of what I really want, but didn't know how to admit that's what I wanted or needed in that moment. Cause I was like, I, I can figure it out. I'm gonna make it do what it do. You know what I mean? Shit, so. that's 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 the reason why I'm saying it. Because that because what you just said has been my particular way I've approached this. I feel like, well, I gotta get it done. I just gotta get it done. I'm, you know what I mean? And I think that's what 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 created that space where I finally just felt like I was like, oh man, this is a lot. Um, because I'm just so used to just smiling and keeping it moving. You know what I mean? Let's get it, let's get it, let's get it. And I had never even thought about, you know. And so she was like, hey, come here. <laughs> I was like, for what? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so like when she, when she said, come here, and we did the breathing right. exercise, it was like, oh, oh, yeah. 
I got to let this human being that, that I'm in this relationship with provide me support. You know what I mean? And and, and we, you know, it wasn't just like a, temp- a temporal, like, let's provide support in that moment. It was like, okay, now, now let's schedule a meeting where we can talk about how we can manage this load a little differently. You know what I mean? And so, yeah, I'm with you. We got We have to find our ways to be clear and communicate appropriately. And I think even, even you saying that, is almost tipping people off to what we're going to be talking about for this particular podcast, but we're not going to yeah. jump there just yet. So we didn't got through what we're proud of. We didn't got through what we learned in our healing journey. I, third, third question. Uh, what are you grateful for? Yeah, what are you grateful for, fam? I'm grateful for the opportunity to continue to learn. Um, I'm grateful for this particular young lady um, and that she made space for me to kind of, for us to have a difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. Um and at the same time, was holding me accountable and calling me out on my shit. You know what I'm saying? Hell yeah! Like I don't like most guys. Like when I when I'm locked in, sometimes like I hit that cave, right? It's like, all right, let me go into the cave, like Batman, right? Let me go into the cave, devise something to go ahead and take out Joker. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, so I appreciate it because when I go into the cave, she don't take it personal. But now I'm realizing that sometimes. I might need somebody to come in the cave with me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, I, I'm grateful for that, and I'm grateful for her. How about you? Man, I'm grateful for, for you know, and it's Mother's Day, but I, I really am. I'm grateful for the mothers in my life. Um, mm. they, they have, they've sent to me, they've sent to my sons, you know, you know, when I was proud of my sons and how they think, it wasn't like a one-man job. I didn't, like, I didn't snap my fingers and, and make, you know, good human beings. I had some support. And so I'm grateful for, uh, you know, my son's mothers. I'm grateful for my mother. Uh, I think it, it hit me just in getting, because it wasn't like, you know, we're not a family where we care about, like, what the gift is, right? You know, we all we care more about getting gifts that actually mothers like, right? Like, for instance, my mom, she wants to watch her, her favorite shows, and she watch her favorite shows on uh, on Apple TV, right? So if I throw her uh, iTunes gift card, that's worth way more to her than the new earrings. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but you know, we got you know my oldest son's mom, where she might like something different. So, but we was moving around getting things, and you know, just you want to be. I was talking to my sons about gratitude, right? Because my son said something that was brilliant, um, because he does, even though he don't realize what he says, right? He was like, "I get that y'all love me." But I don't understand. It's like I don't understand why. That's real. And I was like, "Well, you don't need to understand. Just be grateful. Be grateful. Be grateful one because we want to live in, in, a, in a in a mode of attitude about the blessings we have, and then two, be grateful because this isn't everyone's reality. Everyone doesn't know they have that love. And so, in the spirit of that conversation I had with my youngin, I want to be grateful for their mothers. What's up? If I, if I can, I would say I heard that different, right? I feel like what I heard him say is like, he doesn't understand kind of the self-love piece. Like, why do I, why am I worthy of being loved? Oh, that's just what it be. Yeah, it's both of them. And I think, you know, and, I, and I've had that conversation with him both ways, too. Um, that it's like, you know, you're worthy of being in love because of, you know, your light and your beauty and, and who you are and who you're connected to, right? And the value of who you are outside of, what this world may see value is as the value of who you are as being an amalgamation of, you know, generations like you, that came together to make who you are. So we've had that one on one, but you know, he's someone that he's he's really asking critical questions. A ten year old asking critical questions about the world, 
And then it pushes me to be like, all right, let me think this through. And then have that conversation. But it's both, man. It's both. It's, it's why am I worthy of this, right? Why do you why do you see me as giving this? And then the other one is, oh, I don't understand why someone would do this. <laughs> and, and and both of those are things I think very – I don't know if when I was 10 we was processing that, if we were having those conversations. And so I'm happy that they're in a place where they can. And I'm proud, you know, and uh, and, and truly grateful uh, for, for the mothers. What you reading, fam? Man, I ain't reading nothing right now. Um, I, I call BS. I, I, what's crazy, like, I got about four or five books right here on my desk. Yeah. And I realized I didn't finish any of them. And that's not me. Normally, if I start a book, I knock it out before I go to the next one. Okay. Um, like I said, I got so many moving parts, so I'm just trying to slow it down. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think I'm going to tap back into the, to this uh, to this poetry book that you kind of put on my brain about. Uh, it's called Sour Honey and Soul Food. Uh, I think his name is Billy Chapata. I used to see him tweeting stuff all the time, and it was dope. So I think I'm about to tap into this. Um, I feel like my my creative energy needs to kind of needs a place to play. So all right. so. All right. So the reason I call it BS is because Nino is running this book cipher. So he has at least read read another chapter of uh, the Bell Hooks book. You're right, but in my mind, that's more like that's more like a refresher to lead the book um, cipher. But versus, it's not your reading, reading. Yeah, it's not my like my reading, reading just for okay. me. All right. Okay. All right. So, so we real cool. I, I'm I'm gotta read just so I'm clear because this next cipher is coming up. We gotta read chapter three by then, right? Chapter three for Tuesday. Yep. Right. So I'm reading. We real cool. Finishing up chapter three. I'm also reading this dope book called Little Book of Race and Restorative Justice: uh, Black Lives Healing and U.S. Uh, Social Transformation. It's by I want to say her name correctly. I think it's Fania Davis. She's Angela Davis's sister. Yo. Mm-hmm. Within the first two chapters of this book, you'll you'll find so many like jewels and bombshells. One that's standing out to me is this this uh, this technology or this 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 concept of justice that we have grown in America to believe is like the natural justice. This you know, if someone does harm, you harm them to teach them not to harm. Mm. When she enlightened me to the fact that that concept of justice is new and and, and historically disconnected from indigenous spaces, hmm. mind blown. Mind blown, fam. Mind blown. And when she talks about the roots of that particular concept of justice. And then we then see how that how we've been constantly indoctrinated by the roots of that particular concept of justice. And then, and then so many of these technologies, and I like to refer to them as dark technology, it blew my mind to know that for indigenous populations across the world, that concept of justice is, is foreign, right? That, that, that the way we see justice in America and the way America has impacted the world with the militarization and prisons and, and you know how we've seen justice as, if someone's done something wrong, we put them in isolation, we put them in prison that those constructs were are, are newer constructs. So not to suggest that, you know, prisons or jails or uh, indentured servitude or those things didn't exist prior uh, to the development of this concept, 
but it wasn't as pervasive as it is. It wasn't this thing that everywhere everyone just says, "Oh, that's justice," right? And so that was that stretches me. So I'm reading that book. It's an amazing book, um, and folks should check it out. As always, we'll make sure that the books that the that we talk about, the poetry book that Nino uh, is reading, and the, the book we're reading for our book cipher, and uh, the book by Fania Davis, that we'll make sure that those links are in uh, the bio of this episode. Which brings us to our fifth and final question, fam. Because we heard what you read and heard what I'm reading. Um, is it on me to say what I've been listening to? Uh, it's on you. What have you been listening to or watching? <clears throat> you know, we, we we involved it a little bit. We involved it because you be watching more than you be listening at times. Hey, whatever. I'm, I'm, I'm a co-producer <laughs> of the show. So you know what I'm saying? But what I'm listening to, man, I, I got this beautiful song by this girl named Bella that's been like, it's, I don't know, man. It's been, it been it's been speaking to me. Um, I don't know nothing about this artist. Like this, these are these are like, this is a find. This is one of those moments where I'm listening to my music and then I come across this picture of this girl and I was like, yo, this brand new. This just came out. Let me see what this sound like. And I haven't stopped listening to it either. It's called Evil Eye by Bella. I'm gonna play that and we'll come back hear what you've been listening to and we'll play that for you. Say a prayer for me I'm surrounded by some people that need prayer on me Tell them keep me from that evil eye From that evil eye My future's brighter Nobody with the lighter the Niger My calling's higher Yeah, so that was Bella, Evil Eye. Uh, you know, Nina was like, yo, I can't hear the song. You can't hear the song, fam, because, you know, you you are literally on the FaceTime. So if you was in the Zoom, you would be hearing the jam. Right but the now. other times we was on FaceTime, I can hear the song. Hey, man, because we was FaceTiming through my computer, right? Uh, FaceTiming through my phone. So you can't you can't hear all the, all the goodies uh, that are happening right now, man. It's the technology. You gotta send it to me, okay? And it's the technology, yeah. so I'll send it to you. I'll make yeah. sure you can hear it. That was one of the yeah. moments where I'm sitting here like, wait a minute, what you mean you're not hearing it? This is not <laughs> right now. Me and the listeners, <laughs> we're jamming. Hey, y'all, he, he over here, eyes in his head. You know what I'm saying? You we're know how your lips be closed, like you feeling every vibe. And I'm just sitting here like, damn, fam, what you vibing to? You hey, know man. what I'm saying? We, it's, a, it's a beautiful jam. Uh, it, it's a, okay, I'm gonna send it to you so you can hear it, because I, I want you to be able to hear it too. Uh, but what you been listening to, man? So, one, I'm a little heartbroken because I thought um, the the, the uh, historian slash orator for the light skin delegation, 
I thought J. Cole's album was dropping on Friday, but apparently uh, I got to wait one more week. week. One more so week. I'm ready for it, right? Indeed. Um, me too. <laughs> but I did get, I got a new album from this dude called Rag and Bone Man. And I've been listening to his new album, but it made me think of a song I heard from him, I think it was five years ago now, called Human, right? And so I, I definitely need y'all to check that out because this song, you know what I'm saying, as we shift in today's topic, which is uh, finessing the man in the mirror. Um, this song really helped me to remember, like, yo, I'm human, right? And I'm doing the best that I can, and I'm trying. And it doesn't excuse certain shit, but it's like, hey, you human, fam. So, hey, well, let me, uh, let me play a little bit of that for the listeners and, uh, you know, see if it resonates with them as well. This is uh, Rag and Bone Man. The song is called Human. Maybe I'm blind Thinking I can see through this And see what's behind Got no way to prove it So maybe I'm lying But I'm only human after all I'm only human after all Don't put your blame on me Don't put your blame on me Take a look in the mirror What do you see? Do you see it clearer? Are you deceived in what you believe? Cause I'm only human after all, and you're only human after all. Don't put the blame on me, don't put your blame on me. Yeah, that's fire. I remember that jam, man. That was that was in like every movie. I felt like every show on Fox. Was trying to promote they show with this song a year or two ago, fam. Like, like I, I feel like I've seen this on on, on primetime television too many times. It, it should have been the intro for Fox News the way they acting with fucking. Oh, they not human, fam. A lot of them, they just, a lot of them sold their souls, fam. Like they, they they hollow, man. Unfortunately, like what well, a human, you know? What I mean, we bring it back. We all are human. Nobody's a throwaway. But some of them have sold themselves into the foolery, like, fam. Like man, I'm not, I'm not bringing nothing back. The way I see it, <laughs> we said that the Hill Black Man Hill podcast will never be a space where we will, um, when we will speak ill of our brothers and sisters. But those ain't our brothers and sisters, so I'm gonna let it ride. You know what I'm saying? No fuck them others. Them others, we are gonna call it what it is. You know what I'm saying? All right, all right. I give you the pass. On, I give you the pass on the Fox News, uh, uh, f boys and, and girls, etc. I give you a pass on them. Uh, but yeah, man, that, that that joint is is definitely a reminder of what we're talking about. Um, because you hit me and you was like, "Yo, we need to we need to have a conversation." Because we hadn't talked in like a week or so, um, and. Well, we tapped in to start the show today. We, you know, we do our pre you know, have a conversation before we get going just to see where we are. Uh, and then we do our check-in. You kind of were talking about wanting to have a conversation today about how we tend to finesse the man in the mirror. How we tend to look ourselves in the face and and finesse ourselves and not be honest and, and uh, be clear and, you know, really truthful really what it is like being honest and truthful with ourselves tell me what was what was on your mind when you thought about us talking about that today so what's interesting is um i got a call this week from an from an individual from a man 
who um, will always have access to me due to blood relations. Yeah, leave it there. Um, and you know, and, and so Fan was just talking about you know his his, his situation with his partner, um, and he was talking about the number of years in which he was like, I'm just tired of dealing with the same shit. She need to change. She need to do this. I'm always telling her if it wasn't for her, I'll be here. I'd be doing this. And I was like, man, if 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 it's been the same thing for all these years, what role do you play in it? Mm-hmm. Right. And, and and I didn't say it from a place of judge, you know, from judgment. I said it from a place of love because for those who don't know, I I had a failed marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the beginning, I used to blame her for a lot of shit. And that's not saying she didn't do her shit, right? Right. Um, but I wouldn't take responsibility for my shit, right? By nature, I'm a very reactive person, mm-hmm. right? So I'm never the person that's going to start some shit, but I will finish it, right? Um, and, and, and part of it is because I know the depth of my pettiness um, has no bounds. And so a lot of times I'm going to see where you're willing to go, and then I'm going to just one-up you a little, right? Knowing I still got some in the chamber, right? And so... I had to deal with that. Hey, so that's why I was telling this individual. Yeah. Oh, it's all bad. Hey, listen, ahead, listen. Bro. I'm not, I'm not coming at you, man. But I got to stop you because you're starting to sound, you're starting to sound like how those that I've been in a relationship with have uh, described me at times. Like, and and I'm I'm like that with silly stuff. My 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 uh, my oldest son's mom would say, if if I pour a cup of water on you, I should expect a bucket. And I used to be like, well, you know me, you know. Exactly, but I, I think it's, it might be because we Pisces. Maybe that's a Pisces thing. For our listeners, let me know. Is that a Pisces thing? Um, but I, I and I feel like it's justified, right? Okay. Like, like you poured this water on me, I poured water on you. It don't matter how much it was water being poured. You know, an eye for an eye, so to say, right? Um, but I had to be honest with myself when I, you know, as I went through my process of really dealing with my shit and and facing the man in the mirror. I made a lot of mistakes. I, 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 you know, I handle things in ways that you don't do in love. Yeah. Right. But then it also helped me to realize the limits to my own love because to me, I was loving her no different than how I was loving myself. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you do this, I'm going to do this. So if I do some bullshit and a consequence come, well, odds are I already thought about the possible consequences. So I'm going to take whatever come with it and be like, yeah, I deserve that. It is what it is. Mm. Um, instead of saying like, nah, let me not live my life on this edge like I tend to do. Yeah. And so um, it just made me think about that. And then a situation where I was um, I was being forced to be honest about um, the, the, the young lady that I've been getting to know for a while now. Mm-hmm. And, and I had to be honest with myself about where things were. Um, and what were barriers to what they could be. And once I realized what, you know, one of the barriers was, I just wouldn't say nothing, right? Because in my mind, you know, we talk about this a lot. It's like, well, I care about you and I'm scared that if I say this, it's going to make you feel some type of way or it's going to, you know, it's going to, it's going to hit you somewhere that I don't, I'm not trying to. Yeah. And so I just tried to eat it. And what I realized is like, I was finessing myself because I was trying to convince myself that that thing, which was an issue for me, was not an issue. Yeah. And, and saying like, but at the same time, knowing that if I don't be honest with myself and honest with her, like eventually I'm not going to be able to contain whatever response I have to that over time. Right. Yeah. And it doesn't justify it. And so I had to have a hard conversation. But it's interesting because 
after that, I was listening to that Human by Rag and Bone. And then randomly, one morning I got up and I just wanted to listen to Man in the Mirror by Michael Jackson, right? Uh, okay, this is the the aesthetics that you lay yeah. out and, and the wide range of uh, genre of music is uh, is, is uh, impressive, but keep going. So you went from Rag and Bone, you went from I'm Only Human yeah, right? to Man so in the Mirror. I, so I took this two mile you know, walk to the gym and I just listened to Man in the Mirror on repeat. And I was like, that's what we need to talk about, the man in the mirror, right? But then when I started to think about it, when we checked in prior to the, you know, jumping on, it was like, for some people, it's not just acknowledging the man in the mirror. It's also not trying to finesse the man in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes we be trying to finesse ourselves and either, and, it, and it's real, right? Like sometimes you don't know it, sometimes you do know it. So my question is, is finessing intentional or unintentional or can it be both? I think it's 100% both. Okay. I think it's 100% both, right? I think, um, all right, so I got two different ways I can go with this for me, right? The first one is the unintentional, where you're in a new space, and you know, I talked about, you know, I felt overwhelmed uh, early in the episode, and a lot of the overwhelm is being in new spaces, being in a different world, it feels like, you know, for, almost 15 years I worked in one capacity and it, you know, and existed in one way. And then in the last year and a half, you know, the two years I've been doing things for myself and working for myself. It's a whole new world that I'm in. And I, you know, you think, well, I got to keep it rolling. I keep it pushing. I got to keep, you know, growing and things are developing and it's positive, but it's positive and it's work and it's, and it's a lot going on. It's a lot of moving pieces. It's a lot to handle. Um, and so there's the unintentional finessing yourself where you make yourself believe that you can try to do all of this on your own and you didn't, you didn't even realize it until it's too late. You're like, you know what? I need help. I need, I need somebody to, to support with this. I need to reach out to my ecosystem and get support. I've experienced that recently, like this unintentional, like I'm not trying to finesse myself, but you've been conditioned to think that you got to, you know, we get it out of the mud. You think it's by yourself and you forget like, no, I need, I need support. But you know, collective. the worst part, what up? the worst part is when you realize you've been finessing yourself, but you can't change anything because you feel like you, you don't come too far. Right. So it yeah. was like, I have this relationship with somebody and in that relationship, I'm finessing myself to be the type of friend that they need me to be. And I know how much they need me to be that person for them. So I can't like, change it because for fear uh, for fear of what may happen right and, 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 it's, and it's, it's sometimes it's, it's based in fear of course because that's what you said is the fear of what may happen but it's also based in ego it's almost it's, it's almost like at times i've been in that situation where you're afraid to break them you're like if i do this it might break them if i do this it might harm them in such a way that we'll we'll be we'll be forever changed and and it's it's, it's a lack of faith because you don't have the faith to be able to believe that you can have a real conversation or you can pursue that thing and tell the truth about something um, that you both will, can, can move towards healing and everybody be well. And so I've, I've been in that situation. What's interesting though, when we talk about it from a romantic tip, how it's also the lack of grace that we give black men, right? So, so follow me with this. Me and you talk about this a lot and we're going to, we're going to really break this down one day about, how we're always presented with this um, binary of you either future or you wrestle, 
Oh, right? I hate that shit. And so, oh my god! And so, so because of you, that, right? you trying? Are you trying to like? Are you trying to like show them how hot I could get on one episode? Phil? Like I hate, I hate every as as much as I laugh at all the future memes. I hate all hey, of that. Be fire too. I so, hate all so, of. Go ahead, go ahead, fam. Go, you didn't open up a door. So, but with that being said, right? Like so, then there are some truths that you either don't say or can't walk in because of the fear of you being now deemed future in the eyes of those friends, family, anybody who might be familiar. So I'm gonna give you a prime example, right? I, I got a homeboy who was with, with a young lady for a while, right? Mm-hmm. And, and one day, you know, he just expressed a frustration with that relationship, right? And this is, I'm gonna tell you how I found out, right? Just to let y'all know how I walked in. So I was, you know, she was a good friend of mine or whatever. And she came in and she used the word that normally and her vocabulary, right? And then I said, well, what made you use that particular word? You know how sometimes people just be like, it don't fit. You're like, okay, that's a new word where that come from. So, And so she told me is that uh, lately she had been, uh, she downloaded the dictionary app. And every day she would look at the word of the day to try to learn it and then try to implement it in her uh, conversation over the course of the day. Yeah. So I asked her what triggered this. And what she said is her, her boyfriend at the time had, you know, one day expressed to her that he wasn't mentally stimulated in their relationship. And he felt like whenever they talk, she only wanted to talk about BET and housewives and all that shit. Mm-hmm. And, and so he was expressing his frustration, but the truth is he was expressing need. Yeah. So obviously everybody here, they like, damn, like you reading a dictionary, you trying to learn words, you trying to do this. So, you know, the initial response is like, hey, do you bogus as fuck? Like, why you tell her she dumb? And he's like, that's not what I said. You know what I'm saying? But that's how she, but that's how she internalized it. That's how she communicated it to her. Yeah. Right? And so he broke it down. I was like, this is what I said. And, and this is what I meant. And I just had to be honest with myself because it was a frustration that I felt like it needed to be addressed if we was going to continue to, you know, Evolve in, a, in a, on the path that we own. Yeah, and so it it just makes me it made me think about. Remember that day you hit me up. And we didn't touch on it, but I feel like it's a perfect time to come back. The homie from uh, was it ninety day fiance or something, and you sent me that video. So I'm gonna let you go ahead and set the stage. Hey, hold on, you know. So like you gonna throw. So you so you threw. Oh, yeah. I hate yeah. for the for the future and the and the rust beams <laughs> in this episode, and now you about to throw this ninety day fiance BS yeah, that was on Facebook. Yeah, it, because I, because I think both of them factor into like the struggle, and sometimes acknowledging the man in the mirror. It's because you got this external pressure, and it's like, it, it's like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, not everybody wants to see themselves, but at the same time, we really don't get this "quote unquote." Um, we don't get this range. It's like you either future or you wrestle. Ain't no in between, fam. And it, and, it, and so it's hard, right? I I don't think it's hard. I think what it is is, um, hmm. all right. I'm about to say some things that are gonna sound wild, and it's what it is. But, I also want you to bring into the story as to how you shared the video with me. All right, okay, all right. So, all right, I'll do that first, and then I'll say the things that sound wild. So, let's okay, go ahead. So, I'm on Facebook, and you know, I give a little time here and there to Facebook. I give now. I get this. Is what happens? I want to know something. I go to Facebook to find the thing I want to know. The algorithms finesse me. I get caught in a hole. I go through 15 minutes of looking at shit that I did not want to see. 
and and then I say, oh shit, I was supposed to be getting something, right? So I'll I'll be like, yo, what city is the homeboy in? I want to make sure, you know, or you know, what 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 restaurant was that that my homeboy went to? And I'm going to Facebook to go to a picture or go to something particular, and then I get caught. So on this day, I got caught. I got caught slipping. <laughs> I get caught slipping. I go to one of the homegirls' pages, and these people are having like one of them 88 comment conversations about a video clip from I guess the show is called 90 Day Fiance. So all of these, all of these shows, you know, and this is what I, this is, I'm going to have some, this is a big picture conversation. We have to remember how American television works. American television is not a museum. It's not a museum. It's not an art exhibit. It's not something that is centering the art just for the mere consumption of the art. Now, museums, we could argue back and forth that most of that shit is stolen, but it still is about centering art and centering the things for people to see and for them to engage with those things and, you know, whatnot, right? American television is about sales. It's about keeping people on the channel so that they then can buy products from advertisers who are paying for the channel. That's just how it works. And, and what keeps people coming to a show is if they can connect their lives to the lives of the people that are on the show and if they can find a villain on the show so that they can root for the people they've connected to. That's how good TV typically works. You, you watch the television show, you fall in love with the television show because certain characters connect to your life and then you get, a, you get an enemy and you are rooting for your guy or your girl or your team against the enemy. It's, it's, it's basic TV, it's basic movies. Fall in love with the Avengers, Root for them against Thanos. That's how it works. So the Thanos of this damn show is some black dude who, who clearly, clearly has his own issues with his identity, own issues with, you know, maturity, et cetera. They, I guess, you know, the joke, you know, the, the, th- the idea was they had caught him in some lies concerning his business endeavors. And, you know, he had said that he didn't, he wasn't physically attracted to the young lady that he was married to or engaged to or whatever the show, how the show works. So I, I wasn't really upset with the show because I understand how those shows exploit people, particularly how they exploit black people. They're, they care about having a, uh, a villain. Even in shows that seem like, well, Hardy, you gotta have a villain. I, I remember watching, uh, I watched uh, like a season, one season of Married at First Sight with my wife. And by the end, this guy who, for me, was being honest the whole season, he's the villain. He's the villain because he married some woman who was a virgin who didn't want, even though they were married, she didn't want to, you know, offer up her virginity or she didn't want to break her vow of, 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 of abstinence even after they were married. It's her body. She can make the choices she want. But the concept is, y'all discussed this and y'all said, when we get married, this is how we going to move. If you then don't go that direction and this guy says hey this is not gonna work for me and he's honest about it he didn't slide out and go knock down the, the, the all the chicks on the block over i feel like this is a man being honest right so similarly on this show this dude is the villain some of it he can hold right i'm not capping for him he might just be a horrible human being that's that's how it is what pissed me off right is how easily folks that i no can read and write that I respect became engulfed in down in this guy for telling the truth. 
<laughs> oh, he's a manipulator. He's using his religion. Woo, woo, woo. He may have done all of those things. But the one thing I kept seeing people get upset with is he said, I am not physically attracted to her. And then the, the question that I see so many women ask, some men too, but mostly women on this timeline. Well, how can he have sex with her if he's not physically attracted to her? So I called Nino. I said, fam, <laughs> fam, I know this is going to sound wild. I, do we need to do an episode on this? Do we need to do an episode one on one men's need to be honest with, with women? Right. That's one. And two, an episode on the fact that people, not just men, people can have sex with people and not be physically attracted to them. That, ha- that, happens, that happens often. Like, I won't put us on blast or our homies on blast. But Nino, do you know anyone that's ever had sex with someone that wasn't really attracted to her? In the words of the great comedian Dave Chappelle, I plead the fifth, F-I-F. Fifth. But the real is we all know those people. And for my home, for, for the women that are listening to this episode, you know those women too. You know women that was like, nah, the week, weekend got a little wild. He was aight. But I, you know what I mean? Like, we know this. And so I, I was just pissed. And I was like, yo, I was upset because really what it was is it wasn't, it wasn't that my people were just silly. No, it's, it's because that's how that media is used. That media is used to create that level of sensation so that they get eyes on their views. So people want to say, well, I want to see what happened, right? That's, that's the draw. That's how they catch audiences. That's how they capture the audiences. That's how they get their bread. But I called Nino because it just pissed me off because I thought about how often honesty is looked over. Mm. And the honesty is looked over because it does not fit within the narrative that we have developed that's supposed to be the the formula. Um, we as human beings here in America have been given a formula. If you think I'm making this up, I want you to go find every Disney movie that was released before 1990. I want you to go find most of the romantic comedies I want you to go find even our hero movies, even the movies about aliens coming to kill the world. You're going to have a love story. And in that love story, there's going to be certain standards. There's going to be, you know, there has to be the knock you off your feet, fall in uh, you know, love at first time. It has to be the, like, we, we get conditioned to believe that there are ways this thing should work. I want to throw one thing in there, right? Because yeah. I noticed that a long time ago, and that's what started turning me off about movies. Because I'm tired of this, this notion of love conquers all, love, love, love. And so I actually found a series, two out of the three movies, that you don't get that message and on top of all the the the, the knowledge gained from that, those movies, um, Kung Fu Panda, that's one of the reasons that I love one and two, because there's no love interest. It's all about self, right? Figuring self, out who but, you are. Yeah. And, and, and listen, and let's keep it real. You know, we talked about this in our book club, and we talked about this, I think, on like two episodes ago, how we often misconstrue love, uh, but really it's desire the want to be desired or, or desire in others. And it might not be desire real. and envy. Yeah. yeah desire and envy. Remember that conversation? So, yeah, so dude. I wouldn't even suggest that it's like love, 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 love conquers all because I seldom see movies where 
at, at the time, I felt like I seldom saw real love happening in movies. I saw what people wanted within the notion of the fantasy. And so what, what's happened is this. We're in this time, and I know this is all over the place, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring you back, bring y'all back. We're in this time where there is a real need for us to have real love and authenticity and connection. And we, and we're, we know we need that connection because we see how the world is hurting. We're going, we're going through global pandemics. We're dealing with isolation and loneliness in ways that we've never dealt with it in our generation. But we're dealing with it while we have mechanisms and technology that still allow us to be connected. But the question is what we're allowed to be connected to. Before, if a woman or a man who is longing to be married wanted to, you know, watch movies or shows about marriage, they would have to like do some work. They got to go to a certain channel on television. They got to record their shows or watch their shows at a certain, certain time. They'd have to get certain magazines. They'd have to get the, to go and rent certain movies. Now we're in a space fam where our timelines are constantly inundating us with these visions of what we think goals is and how we think this shit should work, how it should look, and, and how, you know, how someone, sh- if, if he really loved her, he'd treat her like this. And then many of the folks that you hear saying that, there's like, if he was real, he would do woo, woo, woo. You ask them a couple questions, and you quickly realize that they've not tested their particular. Uh, <laughs> Don't expose them like that, big bro. Oh, I'm, okay, no. I'm sorry. They, they've not, they've not always... They've not always tested their stuff in their own lives. Let me say it that way. We'll leave it there, right? And so you got, you know, and I won't bring nobody's names up because people have dragged these people for for weeks. I might bring one name up because I feel like his is hella toxic. But nonetheless, you got these people that say, oh, this is the way it's supposed to work and this is how it should look. And they're they're saying it for women, they're saying it for men, all of that. And you realize, like, all right, some of what y'all saying might be based in some truth, but some of it is just based on what your hopes are. Like, you would hope that it would be that way, but... Life is, has layers and is messy and, and, and it's not to suggest that anyone should just deal with harm or deal with somebody that's manipulating them or exploiting them or any of those things. But we can't be in a space where we can sit on the side and be like, hey, uh, that man told the truth, but he's a manipulator. Woo, 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 who cares what he says? He's the villain. And that's one of the reasons why I hate that rush shit. I hate that, I hate that future and that rush shit because I'm not in that relationship. And I know how narratives work. And I, and I like you, have a homie who... I thought was in a great relationship and a great situation and that situation fell apart. And everyone that I talked to that talks about that homie and has history with that homie says, Oh, that's just how it goes. That, you know what I mean? He, you know, he, and when, when things go down, things fall apart. He's just going to say it's the other person's fault. Similar to the guy that hit you up. And so you start to ask like, yo, well, homie, you know what I mean? You, you want to look your homie in the face and be like, fam, What's your part in all of this when this happens? And, and that's where it comes back to this question of honesty. And I, I really think we're in an ecosystem, and this is the crazy thing I was about to say. I really think we are in a time where in our ecosystem, our, the, the social construct of how we engage with each other socially is one where people don't really want people to be honest. Like, if we were truly honest on our timelines, fam, I think it would disturb people. If, like, if, 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 if you didn't take pictures of just the food that looked good, but you took pictures of the shit that you know you shouldn't be eating too, 
or if you didn't just take pictures when we smiling and we, we we on vacation, but you also took those same pictures of those times when like she's on your fucking nerves or you're on her fucking nerves <laughs> and you want to throw each other off the roof. Like we don't take those pictures. So it's like we really don't want honesty. And and, and what's even more disgusting is nobody wants honesty. Mm. Bef- and But the narrative we get is Men are dishonest, or women. You know, have some women say, you know, men saying, "Oh, you can't trust none of these women." You know, we, we all do this whole back and forth, and, and it, we we don't take the macro view of looking like, "Oh no, there's actually some conditioning that's been happening," and the conditioning has been centered around capitalism and sales and purchases and buying and making things look like everybody's in a good situation. But it hasn't been centered around humanity and love and and revision and and being clear about the fact that yo I can mess something up and show you that I messed it up and I didn't do it right but this is how I did it how how, how we fixed it or how we walked towards repair or how we walked towards healing or reparations like we don't see those conversations and we don't engage in those conversations and so it, it becomes where we need villains and in the same breath that you'll have folks talking about that guy is a villain. You you have this dude that's that's come up this Kevin Samuels ass dude right who is like oh I'm I'm giving hard talk to the women because they need to know what it is to get a high value man like fam like listen game recognize game fam I know we have our hard line about talking bad about our people but I'm just gonna say game recognize game and and do and dudes that are comfortable and have always been comfortable around women or men or whomever, you know, whoever you're attracted to, dudes that, that know, we know a cornball. <laughs> it, don't, it don't matter how much Lalabo you buy, like we know, so let me stop. Okay, cause I'm gonna go too far. <laughs> but I feel like the ecosystem, <laughs> like I feel like the ecosystem has created these binaries. And, and as many things, with many things human, it don't always sit easily in a binary. You're not always going to either be a future or a Russ. Yo, Russ get on her nerves too, fam. Russ fuck some shit up, I'm sure. I'm sure if we did the Carfax on everybody in that house, somebody gets pissed off about something. But we but we allow to create, we create these narratives. And, and, and those narratives are, you know, they're good for selling things. They sell albums, they sell movies, you know what I mean? They, they're good for sales, but I don't think they're good for who we are. And, you know, you can see those narratives. You can see those narratives with all types of celebrities. You can see those narratives in, in, in our spaces where it's like, are you either a good guy or a bad guy? And so what happens is this. Many of us that be finessing, fam, and this is my belief. This is, You can take it for your consideration. I feel like many of us that are intentionally finessing are finessing because we're trying to fit, like, succinctly within a binary. We're trying to be the good guy. Or we're trying to we're trying to be the high value guy, or we, we or we're trying to be we're trying to show we ain't no punk, we ain't no simp. Like we always are trying to show something against something that we don't want to be. You so you got these guys that's out here they don't want to show their hearts they don't want to they don't want to embrace somebody they don't want to open up and it's like well you know I can't I can't have her, have me out here bad looking like no punk. Oh okay, so. You would rather not connect to a woman that deeply loves you or a man that deeply loves you because you don't want to feel like you might be a punk. It don't have nothing to do with the love. It don't have nothing to do with the value of that relationship. It just has to do with 
what you don't want to be that binary that we try not to fit into like we don't want to fit on either side of this binary right same thing with with this high i can't have a woman that can't do these that that and third because i'm a high value this oh you want to make sure that everyone knows your high value why is that important to you i would much rather be considered a man with high values honor respect love belief in justice openness gratitude that type of shit then be considered a man of high value on some capitalistic like that feel like slavery to me fam that feels that feels too much that energy feels too much like validation for somebody outside of my people remember that that's why that's why we talk about the purpose of this space is to help us to break free of those chains right yeah uh, I, I saw a meme the other day swear to god that shit made me laugh um it said and, and i'm paraphrasing i'm not gonna be 100 accurate um, but it said there's two types of men. Type A, um, let me do this for you or what you need. Type B, wow, that's crazy, right? And what's crazy is <laughs> that's it. That's the binary, fam. That's <laughs> literally a binary because there's probably but, six types of us. But but <laughs> even if you said, even if that, yes, that's the binary, but also I laughed because the first thing that came to my mind was like, well, it depends on who the person, you know, I'm talking to. Hell you know yeah. Every, <laughs> I done had some some women, some homies, some family. Like word, that's crazy, man. I mean, yeah, but then you have some other you have some other ones where it's like you you know they manipulative. So you yeah. waiting for you waiting for the foot to drop. Are you asking me for something? Yeah. Are you telling so me I, you need something? And so I think I think that's why I asked you to bring this up because I feel like it all fits, right? Yeah. You know, one you mentioned something about us not really understanding love. We've been convinced to buy into that like that. Love gives me butterflies and makes me feel good. But from a scripture standpoint, and I stand by this, it says, better are the wounds of a friend than the kisses of an enemy. So if you love me, you're gonna tell me the truth, even if it hurt. But if you lying, just cause you don't wanna hurt me, shit. Now I'm quite, I don't, you don't love me in my opinion. Like I can't trust you because you will let me self-sabotage and self-destruct. And won't say nothing because you love me. Thank you for listening to the Hill Black Man Hill podcast. Join us next week as we continue this conversation in part two. Peace, fam.